Come on with it. Hey y'all, Sugar Ticky here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. It's a steamy September afternoon, 1969. I'm a 10th grader, seated in a sweltering classroom in a building that was constructed in 1908. My classmates and I are struggling to read Romeo and Juliet. Really, we're struggling to stay awake. We hear a lawnmower droning distantly from somewhere in the free world. We've raised the classroom enormously tall windows, a foot or so, in hopes of coaxing in a breeze to quash the heat from the steam radiators. Radiators that are now hotboxing us toward a collective coma. Our teacher is Mrs. Juanita Todd, a sweet, buxom woman, her skin the color of coffee with a splash of cream, her hair a dyed orange afro that fits her smiling head like an astronaut's helmet. We hate Shakespeare, but we love Mrs. Todd. Mrs. Todd loves us, too, but unfortunately, she also loves Shakespeare and loves to dole out character roles and have us read them. So here we are. Suddenly, it's Ricky's turn to read. He has a very small role, one of those nearly nameless characters who pop on stage only to give a morsel of necessary information and then just as quickly pop off stage. But Ricky's not ready. In fact, Ricky is asleep. Eyes shut, cheek on forearm, mouth half open, a strand of drool sliding from its corner. Ricky is very much asleep. The class chortles. Richard, says Mrs. Todd, who always insists on using our formal names. Poor Richard lifts his head, eyes now wild, wildly wide open, scanning the room in an expression of, where the hell am I? Richard, Mrs. Todd repeats. Why are you sleeping? She's smiling, which is part of why we love her. She doesn't take anything too seriously. Richard is still stunned, so a classmate answers for him. He thinks he's a Beatles. He was playing guitar all night. That's all he does. He just plays guitar. Richard's blush seems to confess, guilty as charged. Mrs. Todd smiles, shakes her head, and says, Here's what I want to say. I want to say, boy, you aren't ever going to make a living playing that guitar. But I don't say that anymore because, well, let me tell y'all a little story. Mercifully, she shuts her Shakespeare book, allowing us to do the same. Several years ago, she says, I had a student named Edward. And I swear that boy slept through every one of my classes. One day, I'd had enough. So I yanked him up by the collar and I said, Edward, why are you sleeping all the time? And his classmates said, He's sleeping now because he's been singing all night down at the tuxedo. Mrs. Todd shakes her head, still smiling. Well, I looked that boy in the eye and I said, You are never going to make a living like that. So, Edward, you need to get down to your studies. 
Now with her head thrown back, Mrs. Todd is laughing, a kind of joyful howl. She pulls herself together, wipes her eyes, and says, Well, I saw Edward on the TV the other night. Any of y'all watch the Supremes and Temptations special? Eddie Kendricks? Somebody gasps. You taught Eddie Kendricks of the Temptations? One and the same, she says. And turning her gaze back to Ricky, she smiles. So, Richard, I'm not going to say, boy, you won't make a living like that. Because who knows, Richard? You might. One day I might be watching you on TV, she says with a big grin. Look, she says to all of us, I learned my lesson. Don't ever discourage anybody from following their dreams. But, she continues, Richard, I will say this, and I'll say it to all the rest of y'all, too. Her grin grew wider. If you sleep through my class, I'm going to flunk you just like I flunked Edward James Kendricks. On that day in Mrs. Todd's classroom, I didn't know that many decades later, I, too, would be an English teacher. And I didn't know that her Eddie Kendricks story would stick with me the way it has. But I'm thankful for it. Because ever so often, in my classroom, I see that Eddie Kendricks kind of student. Students who are impelled to express themselves in ways that don't fit the school curriculum. I'm not talking about kids who get distracted by passing interest. Hell, that's most of my students. I'm talking about the ones who have received what we might describe as a calling. These kids are being called toward a way of expressing themselves that schools tend not to recognize. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, I had a student, a boy, who by school standards would be called a slacker. He didn't turn in half his work. And what he did turn in was phoned in, so to speak. Teachers regarded him as a lazy kid who just takes up space. Then I gave a hands-on assignment in which the students, all my students, were to build scenes and shoeboxes that reflected the plot of a novel. This slacker student turned his shoebox on its side and began to construct a two-story miniature model of the inside of a Victorian house. Using found and collected items, he fashioned and glued together miniature tables, chairs, sofas, bookshelves, and tiny books to put on the shelves. With paper clips and little beads, he made an exquisite chandelier to hang from the ceiling. Other students were so drawn to watching this boy work, they tended to abandon their own projects. This kid was a gifted craftsman, an artist, and through sheer dumb luck, I had given him an assignment that met his calling. And that calling reverberated so mightily in him that it had been drowning out almost everything else, including typical schoolwork. What always impresses me about these kids is how tenaciously, how stubbornly they hang on to their callings. They put up with teachers and classmates who treat them like slackers and losers, but they don't buckle. They don't let go of the passion. 
They somehow keep their ear to the muse, and they follow the muse where it may lead. In Eddie Kendricks' case, he followed the muse from Tuxedo Junction, Inslee, Alabama, to Motown, Detroit. But you know they're not doing this all by themselves. As they pursue their calling, some people are saying, Dude, you sure can sing. You should pick up right now and go to Motown. Or, what you just made with your hands is amazing. You should leave here and find a teacher who's been doing that for years. Somewhere in their lives are those encouraging people, maybe only a few of them, who are fueling their passions. It's just too bad that school is usually the last place where that happens. Mrs. Todd, if you're still out there, I love you. And I think Eddie Kendricks was thinking of you when he sang. You got a smile so bright. You know you could have been a candle. I'm holding you so tight. Hey, y'all, appreciate you listening. Thanks for being here. Shoot me an email at chiggertiki at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. By the way, we're up to 18 episodes now. If you hadn't caught them all, well, they're always available 24-7. Just search up Chigger Tiki on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And like Michael Jackson, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Be kind to one another, be excellent to one another, and never forget to come on with it.